Yes, sir, I'm back. And despite the news of my sale to uh, the, our relative show, Revision Football Barcelona, which has been gross exaggerated, I'm back here in Brisbane. Yes, welcome back, Adam, to the Brisbane Football Review. Unfortunately, transfer negotiations broke down when it got broke down into an argument about which side was actually supposed to pay the transfer fee. We thought we'd be getting something for Adam. Unfortunately, RFB thought we were going to pay them to take him off this our hands. This is the last time I leave any negotiations in your hands. That's just... Yeah. What are you doing? See, you've got an We had a whole month to do this deal and you couldn't get it over the yeah. line. Remedial Spanish, boys. Well, I'm no Jorge Mendez, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly not. Yes, everyone, welcome to the 98th edition of the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam once again. So you're yeah. back with the three Stooges. Yep. Uh, and also, as well as my tradition now, uh, Buonasera, uh, James. Bonsoir, uh, Scott. And uh, Buenos Notes to uh, our viewers. Is there oh, subtitles listen, sorry. to all this? Pardon? Is there subtitles to all this? No, I can't write. Okay. No, I think it's good evening. I struggle enough with English. I think we've found that out over the last three or so years. So anyway, we're obviously Brisbane Raw Podcast Daily Football Show Fan Network. Uh, con- contact thing. <laughs> I'm on a lot of cold and flu tablets yeah. right now. Um, BrisbaneFootballReview at gmail.com if you want to, you know, offer a transfer for Adam to any overseas podcast. <laughs> and obviously, Facebook, The Raw Review, we're still working on changing that to Brisbane Football Review. It's a long story, long argument with Facebook. Twitter, at BNE Football. And Instagram and Snapchat are non-existent because apparently I'm on camera enough. Oh, maybe we can fool Facebook by putting in Spanish or something. <laughs> I don't know. We've, we've been trying for years now, and yeah. uh, they don't seem to like us very much. Adam is, of course, back from his European sojourn, but we probably should say a quick thanks to Alex, to Angela, and Simon. 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 Oh, very you really Simon. are blanking yeah. today, aren't you? Yeah. It, a cold and a Champions League morning is not a good start for <laughs> me, so I'll try not to breathe on you two for the next hour or so. Do, can we... Just keep procrastinating on just about anything else instead of talking about Saturday night. I was going to actually say, Adam, yeah. do you want to take us through your trip here? Because it's been far more entertaining than talking about the game. Well, let's, just, <laughs> let's just get through the game recap Yeah, first. get to that first. Yeah, because oh. I, think, I think we can't avoid that. All right. Then we can talk about the trip. Saturday night down in Perth. Oh, over in Perth. It was Brisbane nil, Perth. I stopped counting at four. Uh, Jason I don't think Dav- there was any more after that. Yeah. yeah. Jason Davidson, Andy Keogh, Castro and Pepper. Or Pepper own goal. Actually, I could have almost it been was called. given to... Castro. Yeah, well. Anyway, um, normally we try and bury this sort of game behind a W League match, but unfortunately, W League season's over, so I yeah. guess we'd better get this over or and done with. We don't have a youth game, and by the way, congratulations um, to to our youth team for winning the uh, championship while I was away. That yes. kept a very and successful weekend for me, just quietly. Yeah. You will be going away every year around Youth League Grand Final weekend. I normally do. <laughs> you will not be here any longer around the end of the Youth League. And the other big sporting event that's on around that time no as well. No one cares. The W League Grand Final. The late people do care yeah, about that. Yeah. Commiserations as well, I think, to, to the ladies there. But they said uh, second, I think they finished. So, so the yeah. remaining Brisbane Raw players that were fit and available for Saturday travelled yep. over to Perth and look, it, it wasn't pretty, was it? it? In a season of horrible defending, this was the worst of the lot. It was just horrible. 
the amount of space of the with a Keo and Castor Economides in the front third, you just can't do that. Even if they're not in form, they're obviously in top form, but if they're not, they're still going to capitalise on that. I mean, the space they had is ridiculous. That was just so unbelievably ruthless from Perth yeah. as well. Like, there were a couple of moments early on in the first 15, 20 minutes where you thought maybe, you know, something might happen. They can get one yeah. early, but then... Pretty much from when that first goal from Jason Davidson went in, who, by the way, I think might actually be the best player in the entire Perth team when he came in. Just like when that went in, it was just a case of that game was only going to have one result. It was a ca- simply by how much. Yeah. Oh, look, um, I, I was able to watch the game while I was in a layover in Abu Dhabi, and um, I sort of I need to apologise to uh, Eddie had uh, Business Lounge using their valuable Wi Fi <laughs> on it because uh, it, look, it wasn't pretty, but I look, I, I. I tend to look at the view that, you know, you know, if you've had any questions about where Perth are at as far as their top contention, that's it. Because you want to be putting the teams away. And the way they put down the Raw on Saturday night um, was, it was ruthless. That's, that's sort of, you know, championship contender stuff. It was honestly what you would expect from a team that's, what, six games away from uh, their maiden piece of A-League silverware. Yep. Not, not football no. silverware, A-League only. And uh, a team that, right now it's just trying to keep its head above the wooden spoon. And the way Perth's going, I wouldn't rule out them wrapping that up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Because obviously Sydney and Victory have got championship coming up and they're going to start turning their attention to that at some point because the A-League Premier's plate race is over and has been over for a while since yeah. since Perth went to Victory and won a couple of weeks ago. Well, the only reason I say that it's six games is because mathematically yeah. that's yeah. What, yeah. that's how many games they have to win as it currently stands. It's a very yeah. Brisbane Raw 2010-11 feel where it's decided it's just what weekend are they actually going to pick up the Premier's plate? Or yeah. could it be a Western Sydney Wanderers in 2012-13? That was... Well, no, they were good. much closer. That was... A, the Mariners... I know, up. I'm trying to conjure up memories of yeah. Tony Popovich losing a grand final, <laughs> right? Yeah. You could yeah. pick any number of different years for that. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, if you want to take a positive out of this, I suppose... Debut for Ruan Tongyik. He looked like a player who had played two games all season and had been without a club for a month. There were moments there. He looked had a couple of, you know, I would say commanding headers, but really it's just clutching at straws, trying to find a positive from that. I'll clutch at straws something different as well. The corner early on when Pepper had that header which went past the near post. If that goes in, it maybe it is a different game, but after that first goal, it was really only going to be one winner. Unfortunately, I think yeah. um, the best summary actually I read um, on social media was actually from Ned Zelich when he said that uh, the most positive out of that is free flights and free accommodation to Perth. Because <laughs> uh, other than that, there's not much you can take away mm. from this raw performance. Uh, even even from afar, mm. it just it just didn't look. It looked like, like I said, it looked like that they, everything went into after they beat. They actually beat Sydney the week before. It just seemed like a hell of a letdown. That you know, it's almost like I put everything into that win, and it just yeah, they just weren't at the races. Yeah, it look. You don't. Like, I don't want to go too hard on the side because, well, let's be honest, they were just flat out outclassed. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, it was just what you would expect, and. Yeah, Dylan Wentz Hall's played another 90 minutes. Um, anyway, Adam, tell us about your trip. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, look, um, yeah, there, I was, no, while I was uh, away, obviously I was, in, I was in Barcelona. I was actually there twice, um, mm-hmm. thanks to my cruise. But You had one job while you were there. You better well, you know, it's it. funny you mention that because better I did get off. close, but oh. I did have, uh, I did actually bring back is something. It, is that Leo Messi in his backpack? 
Is this a signed contract? If it's not, we're sending you back. <laughs> he actually did bring Leo Messi back. I, I understand it's an audio, it's an audio <laughs> visual. So yeah, not, um, not... We'll have to get a photo in the break, but... A yes. Leo Messi bobblehead. That so. is not yeah. what we meant when we said sign Messi. Well, he paid for is... just as much as Suwon paid for Taggart, so... <laughs> and it is a life-size Leo Messi. <laughs> it is life-size, you're not wrong. So, yeah, so for those who asked me to go get a, uh, a small Argentinian, there it is. Yes, absolutely. We're looking at it right now, and, well, his head is... We're going to have to give you much clearer gossip. instructions next time, I think. Mm, small, <laughs> small Argentinian was yeah. all I got. All right, so what you're saying is when we start our own football club, I'm not going to be in charge of transfers, Adam's not going to be in charge of scouting, and you're going to do all the work then, Scott. No, Sounds that's like not going to happen at all. We're going to bring someone else in to do all the work. We're just going to sit around. Yeah. That's the way it works, isn't it? When you own a team, you just get everyone else to do it for you. Sounds, sounds like a couple of clubs I know at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, we do have audio from Darren Davies' press conference, but honestly, I don't think it's really worth playing so far removed Probably from the not. game. Mm-hmm. And we're also 48 hours away from the next mm-hmm. game. So let's call up segment one right there and then uh, take a break and come back with segment two, our NPL recap, right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And we're back with the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam here, running as a trio once again. So Adam's back from his overseas jaunt. Scott and I, we never left. So sorry about that, listeners. We're disappointed the feed didn't come in. Yeah. (laughs) Still? Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got to take... We had plans. (laughs) Adam, one of the things you missed while you were away was actually mm. the start of the NPL Queensland season, and we've had some pretty interesting games so far, but you would have actually been able to catch up on all of those because all the games are available on Football Queensland's YouTube, Football Queensland's YouTube channel. Well, if I, if I had reliable internet while I was away, I probably could have, yeah. but uh, yeah, unfortunately not. But yeah, that's, that's okay. That's your homework great. for the next week. Yeah, no, but it's, it's a... To have that option here at home, I think it's a great, great thing. So I think uh, Football Queensland need to be congratulated and obviously the expanding sort of coverage of the um, of the NPL season. It's been very good so far, actually. Yeah. As the live stream games. Well, let's recap the weekend that was. It was round number three. I should know this. Uh, <laughs> and it all kicked off out at Redlands in the not-quite-yet-Arctic-Cleveland showgrounds uh, with the Raw Youth winning their third game uh, with a 4-1 win over Redlands United. Shannon Brady, Bryce Bafford, McMorrow and Muradovic uh, scored for the Raw. And Shuto, as he always does, scored for Redlands. This was a very typical Brisbane Raw versus Redlands game down there. Brisbane, just, the Raw just ran over the top of them. I mean, I caught most of this on the live stream and there was only ever one winner. The Redlands, again, defensively, are not up to the level required, unfortunately, this year. It was their problem last year. It looks like it'll be their problem this year. In, in our preseason special, like Cleberson was talking about trying to get that team effort defensively. Does it look like there's any sort of progress being made? Maybe. It's very early, but to me, they're still off the pace defensively. I, the only thing I did hear about this game was apparently the um, Shannon Brady goal was pretty good. You've been reading Angus's Twitter feed, have you? Well, I suppose it was a biased opinion, <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, it no, was it, was, it was a pretty good yeah. goal, to be fair. He's actually doing quite a good job yeah. for that. And it's one of those things, like, I know we're going to probably have to keep talking about this as filler over the final couple of months of the A-League season, but is Brady going to get a run in the A-League side? Because like, he seems to be doing a pretty good job dominating Youth League, dominating NPL. Are we going to get to see what he can do at A-League level? Look, I think it's a good, it would be a good sign. I think it would be a good test because you're right. You know, if, he's, if he was dominant 
at the back end of the uh, the youth league season, he's now starting to really put it together. You know, MPL, albeit not against the the top class opposition, but still you going you ain't do what he's got in front of you. Yeah. Look again, given the senior teams, um, sort of wise, why not? I will say though they did prefer Daniel Leck when they needed an extra attacker in the squad at the weekend, so he might be ahead of Shannon Brady now as well. And Lockerlingo has got to come in as well at some point. Charlie. So yes. hopefully he might get a chance, but we'll have to wait and see. Certainly. All right. On Saturday, Lions two Morton Bay nil. Uh, goals from OG and Duckworth. So Duckworth. The own goal was a spectacular one too from Reese Quinn Jones. Was a great finish. Yeah. Having seen the highlights now, it was a very good finish into the wrong net from him. Oh, well, it's a good finish. A good finish is a good finish, no matter which way. I'd be claiming way. that as a highlight, too. To be <laughs> uh, Header pen, like that, it was great. Penn Power continue their fantastic start to mm. the competition with a 3-1 win over Brisbane City. Plummer, Strickland, and Jumande, uh with a very, very yeah. last-minute goal. Uh, one of the Fekners <laughs> scored for Brisbane City in the 91st minute. and Yeah, Adam, were you expecting Penn Power to be where they were? You know what? I Part of me did think that, you know... Because obviously the way they went through last season, they and they they were completely dominant in the, in the FQPL. So you you sort of had a feeling that you know what had they have been in MPL, what could they have done? And I think you would have thought that they would have been in that at least in the you know top few. And they're obviously proving it at the moment. But uh, I, from what I hear, sort of going back, covering old ground, um, their win in round one to knock over uh, Lions uh, was, was a good one. Then they come back against East. We too, so this is a team that, uh, at least, if, if anything, they're confident. And to beat Brisbane City now, you know, they, they're going pretty well. It's also points in the bank against teams who will be contending for that fourth final spot with them. I mean, Brisbane City is a team that we talked about could be in that mix. That's three points against them. East as well, but three points against them. And Lions, of course. Yeah. So they're picking up points against teams who are going to be battling for final spots. And also spots as well, I, I read the stats somewhere. I think, um, actually, I think uh, a good mate, Jordan, uh, might mention it. I think it was 34 league games unbeaten for... That was um, after going into the East game. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's 35 th- now. Wow. Or as, and, or as uh, Jordan or as... I have nicknamed him the Pen Power PR. Yes. <laughs> I think they've lost something like two games in the last couple of years, both in the FFA Fake Cup. Up, yeah. So they're going tremendously well up mm. there. Yeah. And uh, Gold Coast United scored uh, a 1-0 win over Eastern Suburbs, who were obviously missing a couple of players through suspension, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, early goal from Reeves, thanks to yep. Gold Coast for clarifying that, because... <laughs> We're still trying to uh, work on our eyesight on some of the live streams as well because, well, we're all blind. I think it's a good win for Gold Coast. Um, they said they obviously defensively they're always going to be, um, you know, pretty strong. You know, with uh, Michael Thwaite sort of, you know, marshalling the troops there. But uh, early goal and they were able to hang on. I think and East have shown that you now they can they can score goals. It's just yeah, they they couldn't break down uh, Gold Coast at home. Um, so East are at home. And also, I suppose the other little thing about that as well is any points you pick up early in this season does, yeah. I suppose, give you a bit of a guard mm. in uh, in the event of fixture pile up as the season yeah, goes on as absolutely. well. So some of the teams like Penn Power, like the Raw Youth, and we know the Raw Youth probably will have a bit of a player drain when it comes time for A-League preseason. Yeah, a lot of these sides are giving themselves a bit of margin for error as the season goes along. I think with the, I think the raw especially it's important for them if they've got any aspirations to finish in top four, they need to they need to you know pile on the points now because we do know look you're not you know all being well you, there's going to be a number of these players that are not going to be available come you know June because they they'll obviously be you know whether it's contracted or, contracted or yeah. you know 
here or elsewhere or, or wherever. So they need to... But mind you, um, from what I saw, even the young guys in round one, they, they put away Western Pride pretty yeah. easily. So, look, it, it maybe hope that, you know, this is this is a good team, even without their top players, but uh, especially they need points. But uh, it does, uh, for someone like Pen Powell, we were talking about who are, you know, three from three, it really puts a march on, say, against Olympic, who've only played, you know, one game. Yeah. Yes. Could be one um, game out of four if the yeah, and they, and back I, this weekend. We'll get on that soon. Yeah. But yeah. Why don't we start off talking about Olympic finally getting yes. a game? Much to the relief of, I believe, Ben Khan and everyone else out there at uh, Goodwin Park. There's a good crowd out there too, I'll tell you that much. I'm but... just glad they finally got some football <laughs> they in. They probably were, but... Instead of, from what I read on social media, I think they're a bit antsy, I think, the uh, mm. the uh, the crowd. I, I heard a few unsafe. I'm not going to repeat it because yes. it's all rumoured. I but didn't actually I, see any of that. I was, out, yeah. I was out of there well before any of that happened. But I'll, I was working. I will say the goalkeeper, Brendan Kumanay, might need to just drop back a slightly <laughs> little bit because he was a long way forward for the for the Western Prides opening it's goal the there. Borean school of goalkeeping. It, oh, it's beyond Borean school of goalkeeping. This was much further. He was at times like, about five metres behind his defensive line. He well, was Brendan, a, he Brendan was a Co- long way off his line. So, well, Manuel actually, I know. Yeah. Well, Brandon Kumanau was actually uh, the yes. backup to uh, Luke Borian yes. at Lions last year, so uh, he might have picked up some. It was, <laughs> it was an interesting game though because Western Pride played Cameron Cristani, a noted defender in midfield, and Olympic played Christian Waters, a big central defender up front. And it was really odd, and it wasn't until they swapped um, Christian Waters off and brought Uriel Scholl on their their big off-season acquisition from East, and they. All of a sudden, it started to click for them. Alex Smith started to play really well. Chris Lucas looks a fantastic mm. addition to that side, playing on the right hand. So he's going to complement Jez Lofthouse really well. Now they've got two dynamic attacking wingers. They could score a lot of goals. And they started to click in the second half and ran over the top of Western Park. And Pride. obviously having the target to aim for yep. with Alex Smith yep. as well. Um, do you want to touch on the uh, two Coast games that were also there on Sunday? Um, was able to catch a bit of Gold Coast Knights... Uh, Southwest Queensland, which finished four one to Gold Coast Knights, and uh, Rafe was down there commentating at what actually looks like a pretty good venue just across from Metricon Stadium. So I think we might have to try and organise a road trip one weekend. Uh, I, down think, there. I think we've got the I think we've got the Gold Coast Derby pinned in. I think for mm. for appearance down there, but uh, I see nothing's changed with Sam Smith. He's banging the goals. <laughs> yeah, just just having usual <laughs> yeah. usual start. I think he's up to five or six already. Yeah, now. so as, as advertised. <laughs> And Brisbane Strikers 4-0 over Sunshine Coast Fire. That was, well, as I suppose expected. Uh, quick look at the ladder. Raw, Youth and Penn Power, both uh, unbeaten and on top on nine points. you got Strikers and Gold Coast Knights on seven. City and Lions on six. So those are the teams that have uh, yeah. played three games. Then you get to Olympic, which has three points from one game. So technically, I suppose they're up there in yeah. terms of points per game. Then you've also got uh, Easts and Gold Coast with uh, one win and two losses. Also on three points, you've got yeah. Morton Bay, one win and one loss from two games. Mackay and Sunday's Magpies, Crusaders, United FC. I really have to get out of that habit yeah. of saying that. <laughs> I will say, they're, they're a very, very unlucky socks. Had their draw against Gold Coast, you know, Gold Coast Knights in round one, I beg your pardon, playing really well. And since then, they've had a rain out against Olympic. And a bye. A bye, and who knows what's going to happen with their game this week. And they may have a month without a game after playing so well. It's, very unfortunate for them. More time for pre-season training. Oh. It's I, just what players yeah. love, training with no games. Yeah, absolutely. Good good time for those extra wind sprints up there in the tropics where it's still just... <laughs> moist, I think, is the appropriate term there. Anyway, we've mentioned it a couple of times this weekend. Uh, as it's scheduled, Friday, Redlands versus Gold Coast Knights. Saturday, Gold Coast United hosting Brisbane City. I'm assuming all of these are the home team first, by the way, Yes, Scott. they are. Uh, Strikers hosting Penn Power. 
Western Pride against Mackay, which Sunday's Magpies Crusaders United FC. Morton Bay against Easts. You've got uh, Sunday, Sunshine Coast against the Raw Youth, and Olympic versus Southwest Queensland Thunder. Now, I feel like the big storyline coming up this weekend is whether or not the forecast deluge that Southeast Queensland is going to apparently be in store for will actually come about. Now, we remember back to mid-December where there was supposed to be, you know, apocalyptic rain and whatnot for the Mm -hmm. Royal Melbourne victory game on the Friday night in the A-League and a bit of a downpour on the Sunday W-League game. Mm. So... I'm not sure we're going to get apocalyptic weather down here this weekend, much to what people think. But I do think a lot of these games will end up being rained out. We've seen, we've seen already parts of town today with the king tides have been affected. Check out ABC Brisbane. I think yep. there's on Twitter. They're sharing out a few of those. Absolutely. So if that's already happening now, some of the grounds in lower-lying areas, particularly, say, Perry Park, where there's a game scheduled for this weekend, I don't think that game will be going ahead. No, at, at a starting point, and then who knows what's going to happen with the rest we, of we it. We are, like I so said, this is Wednesday. We are talking you know, Wednesday afternoon, so we're... Mm. I don't hardly see cloud in the sky, so it's hard to <laughs> do any real predicting. But um, yeah, look, I agree. If the rain does come, you know, I, yeah, Perry Perry Park, I think is is sort of, you know, use one that you think very early on go. Um, and thank, thankfully, they're not playing at corporate travel management. Yes, um, that, that would have been one that's definitely, you know, when the rain comes, yeah, generally not this played. So, and even Walter Park might be touch and go, but. Yeah, I, I don't think it's probably. Good. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as dramatic as what yeah. they may say. Look, I think we, it will we, just we, be very, very wet. I think for the sake of a thirty-round competition, I think we hope that these games go on. But you know. there is a wet weather, weather, wet weather round in June, July. It's probably where all these games are going to be end up played. And while we'll do what we can to share out, you know, yeah. any news that comes out from there. Obviously, uh, FQ will probably be the place to go for any yep. on yep, on-demand absolutely. updates. But. Um, don't do what my mum used to do every time it rained and I had school sports scheduled yeah. and just keep calling going, is it on? Is it on? Is I it imagine on? if... The, I imagine they'd probably make a call late Thursday. Yeah. To... Oh, for at least Redlands yeah. Gold Coast night. And also for Mackay, if they're tra- going to travel down, you want to make that call early as well. It's Ipswich. It never rains out there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So keep track of that. Um, hopefully we do get some football this weekend because I'm actually honestly looking forward to Gold Coast United, Brisbane City and... Even Morton Bay East has a little yeah. bit of a I was reason. considering going to Redlands Gold Coast Knights. That happens as well. But if this rain's coming in, I might have to postpone that trip. Yes. And, well, keep in mind, there's also an A-League game Friday night that we, I guess, have to pay attention to. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes. Moving, Moving on, on. To the NPLW. Now, that got underway this weekend as well. Kapalabar 3-0 over Brisbane Raw NTC. Yep. With a couple of uh, familiar names from the Brisbane Raw W League side actually popping up at clubs around. Yeah, I was about to mention that. That's great. A few of them playing their their trade in the the MPLW this year, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I did read around traps. Obviously, a few people were a bit surprised by Capalabar 3-0 over the defending champs. But you've got to remember that, you know, the core of that side are gone. Pretty pretty much. I didn't see team sheets or anything, but you'd expect it's probably a new group of, you know, of of girls. Yeah, so they'll take like even last year's winning team. They went on like a 15 game run after a slow start. So again, like the like the raw youth boys, uh, in the MPL. Look, it's all again. It's not results aren't always about the. It's not always about results, yeah. so I think you know while expectations be high, I think they'll do their best work at the it back end of the season. We'll be to see if some of the. Younger girls who made their debuts in the W League season do eventually transition back into this side for a period of time after they've had a break from the NLW League season. If they do, then they'll be right up there. Yeah. But I think as it currently stands, I, you put a question mark on you know, how they'll go. 
Well, actually, also, the other name that just did pop into my head is, of course, India Page Riley, who was scoring for fun at times yeah. last year. And yeah, yeah. it's probably going to be worth actually keeping an eye on in the games that she plays. Yeah. Yeah. If they can ever get Sports TG up and running again with teams lists up, they would be interesting to see who plays. That would be helpful. Uh, Saturday's results, you had Gold Coast United 4-1 over East, Mitchelton 3-1 over Southwest Queensland, Gap 3-2 over Logan Lightning, Lions FC 2-0 over Morton Bay, and on Sunday we had South United uh, 9 outscoring LA Rams in the Super Bowl, beating Western Pride nil. <laughs> uh, for, for mine, just like I say again, just going off from what I've read, obviously being being overseas, uh, I think Lions FC, Morton Bay, that might have been a very early, you know, I know we're round one, a very early, um, sort of, I guess, almost grand final. Yeah. Or at uh, least it tested the I don't think that the, um, the two players from Brisbane Raw who've signed for Morton Bay played but even, in that game. but even but even before that to, to defend Morton Bay, yeah. I I simply even like having Elira Toby and who's the other one? McGilligan. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no. Off um, from the Raw. Well, actually, McGilligan oh, is back. Nelly Tatham. Yeah, Nelly yeah, yeah. Tatham. Even without them, they're still a very strong team as yeah. is. So they'll only get get better. But but Lions as well. They've really, um, they've really sort of you know stacked up. You know, been to see how Gap goes as well. You know, you know they they, they might be a bit. Bit sort of weekend, um, yeah. But I, I think I think that would that be the game we look back on. You know, maybe in you know, three months' time, say that might have been the, you know, that would at least be an early form pointer. Well, I think the general rule with round one of any competition, uh, if you won, then it's a fantastic sign of things to come, and if you lost, it was just a fluke and nothing to read into yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's the way sports work, right? Sounds Something good. Like well, I know uh, the way that this works now is we're going to take a break and then come back with our news segment right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Yeah, I had to be patient, obviously. So now, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, to be playing regularly. Um, yeah, I knew I had to be patient, you know, coming into the to the A League. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, I've proven to myself that I can score goals in the A League. So that gives me a, a lot of confidence. Um, and I think, um, you know. You know, it feels good to be there, but that's where I need to stay now. So, um, you know, the how I have been playing, um, you know, is the expectation, and I've just got to keep building on that. And that was Dylan Wenzel Halls at a press conference last Thursday or Friday. Where <laughs> Thursday. Was... Could have been Friday. Anyway, welcome back to the Brisbane anyway. Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam here, and we're going to go into our new segments and lead off with a story that broke Thursday afternoon, now that I remember. No, well, he had two press conferences last week. He had one for the Anzac Day announcement, and then his... This announcement as well. So he had back-to-back anyway. Anyway, Dylan Wenzel Hall signs a contract extension with the Raw. Marco Monteverde says that uh, two years. Yep. So in the A-League, that's basically a lifetime deal, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's actually a really good sign as well. Because I know there were a few nervous mumblings starting to come about that maybe someone might try and poach him after... A pretty, you know, decent yeah. uh, first two starts for the Raw, including the winner against Sydney, which, by the way, Adam, I haven't heard you laughing about yet. Oh, look, I think it was fantastic. <laughs> it was. Now, I, I'm surprised that the uh, the presence of the fan club hasn't been around yet. But, he uh, might have been a bit excited last week. You probably missed it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But it was fantastic to see, um, yeah, Wenzel Hall sticking around yeah. as well. Uh, and you have to think now, he's only going to be getting more and more opportunities, uh, like for the rest of this season at least, because... Adam Taggart is gone. Yes, Taggart transfer officially was announced Tuesday, listening to this, by Suwon, so that deal's been done, and yeah, Dylan Wenzel Hall gets his opportunity now to lead the line, it's fantastic, because he did pretty well, actually, we didn't talk about it 
in segment one. He did reasonably well holding up the ball against three big, strong central defenders. He did pretty big well against angry them. guys. Yeah, he did pretty well holding the ball up against them. And it's a great opportunity for him to, to learn not on the job. So. And, and now it's basically just a case of, well, look, the priority for the rest of this year is get him ready yeah. to yeah. be, if not, yeah. you know, the guy, then a key contributor next season. I don't, I don't think he's ready yet to be the guy. Um, because if he is, I don't think he's going to be around Brisbane for too much longer. I think he'll be going elsewhere as in offshore. If, if he does, you know, turn out to be, you know, to come out and score. You know. Not the tried and tested path? <laughs> yeah. What, well, Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. <laughs> Oh, look, I think, yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. But then again, you can't, you can't sell between clubs. So I don't think, I, unless, I don't think he'd be mutually terminated contract with uh, 18 months to go. So he may, he may go, may go obviously, if he can step up. Yeah. But look, you know, it's just deserves, you know, obviously, the, he's obviously been in the system, you know, as a professional for a number of months. You know, he's been wide away. I, again, I, I heard you guys' discussion a couple of weeks ago about, um, whether he should have started from the start, and I, I'm I'm very very um, clear on the view that I think this is the right thing. I think yeah. it's been proven time and time again across the A League. Yeah. You just cannot expect these MPL guys, even the guys that go and score 20 goals MPL the season before, to just come out round one of a new season and perform. I will say, I think you're absolutely right with that. Look at the yeah. examples that have worked really well. Yep. They start off in the A League side. In, yep. in and around the squad on the bench, and they get left out to improve themselves, yep. and they come back. Look, Kenny Atu did that. Talked that before. Well, look Cam at, Sober's doing that. And then you look at the other way around, guys like Jordan Murray. Yeah, Jordan Murray. Coast Murray's at Kane, Kane Shepherd, Newcastle. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, look, I think but, I think the anecdotal yeah. evidence is out there yeah. now that you know what, with these MPL guys who sign their first pro yeah. contract, you just it is yeah. unrealistic. No matter how good they mm. they are at that level, you just can't mm. expect them yeah. to step up and and score a monster yeah. of goals. They need they need a time. And that's the point I was going to make with Jordan Murray. He was thrown in from the start for Central Coast yeah. Mariners, and he has, unfortunately for him, drifted out of the left side as the season's gone on. You really want him going the other way. Yep. And for him, that's why giving him a game or two off the bench at the start, then letting him go away and work on what they need to work yep. on, and then bring them back when they're a bit fitter and stronger, when they can actually contribute at a higher level. And that's working really well for yep. for Dylan at the moment. And it is a little bit of a needs-must situation, because as yeah. mentioned, uh, off to K-League side, Suwon... It's been reported that it was a 150k transfer fee. However, like in the interest of yeah. fairness, like the RSF or Ross Porters Federation have said that that number, based on their yeah. discussions, is not totally accurate. So, uh, I think it's a um, currency trans- translation yeah. issue. Look, uh, I yeah. Well, Adam can tell us all yeah. about currency exchange and whatnot. So. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, just to sort of this whole situation about about that, I think I, I've seen there's been a lot of uh, disappointment, a lot of you know, a lot of commentary about the whole. Oh, how can you let Adam take a go for that little? Look, the thing is, is that from what I un- what I read was that the reason why I take went was because Suwon triggered the the buyout clause. Now the thing is that is that you can't turn like if Suwon comes along and says oh 150,000 Australian if, dollars whatever, whatever it is, is where yeah. that or whatever that number is Which to, to trigger that clause. Yeah. The Brisbane Rock can't turn around and say oh no we've changed our mind we're going to sell for half a million dollars or whatever that figure no. or if it, you just can't do that. I think this is, and I think the the um, a lot of the commentary bagging the club bagging the back I think it's really unfair because I think if you want to aim your guns at something, you aim the guns at the FFA because this is a byproduct of why what what Mark Bosich has been carrying on for years about and you know, I'm starting to agree with him now is that the Uh-oh. salary cap re- 
Tell him on Twitter and he'll agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, the thing is, the salary cap restricts trade until there is actually free movement where clubs within the league are paying each other. You're not going to know what the true value of the market is. Mm. You can't go around, say, on the bigger picture and say, oh, Adam Taggart's worth, you know, a million dollars. Yeah, based on what? The the Korean club will laugh at you. FIFA. It might be speculative, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I read during the week that this the, the um, clause came into effect when John Aloisi left. It was a clause that when, if the man, yeah. change of manager, he could leave for whatever the reported well, fees. That's what I read, yeah, so. if he's taken that, well, why why is it the back reason that copy and, and then say, oh, good luck, Adam Taggart? Wouldn't be a case of... That would make sense as rat, well, you know, because he did come here to work with John Aloisi, yeah. given what he did with Jamie McLaren, so that would make sense. And truth yeah. be told, that's why I'm actually not that upset to see Adam Taggart go, because in all honesty, I thought, at best, you get a year out of him. Yeah. And I think the whole plan for this move, like from the player's perspective, was probably... Come in, have a good year with John Aloisi and, you know, score 20-odd goals, get the Roar into the finals again and try and parlay that into an overseas move, be it Europe or Asia. Mm. And then when, obviously, things have gone, let's be honest, way down the toilet, Aloisi's gone, you know, the big draw card of... Like, it's not like he's a Brisbane boy who wanted to come home and be close to family. He wanted to... He made this decision as a pure... He's he's a professional footballer. You say it's gone down the toilet, but it's only gone down the toilet for the... For the team, for him, it's gone pretty well. I mean, 11 goals in 18 league games at the time of departure. Well, obviously, that's obviously that's pretty in, damn good form for a striker. Obviously, a team. someone in, in Korea has been watching because yeah. they, they, cause they're watching the A League because I, I, I did hear that they were trying to go for, for Craig Goodwin first. And then, you know, sort of Adam Taggart, you know, that. And at the end of the day, God, I think, you'd hope that's not true because otherwise he comes over there and goes, Yeah, sure, Adam, you were always our first choice. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, again, speculation more than anything else. But I guess the thing with that is that, you know what? We, I think one of us said it. I can't remember which one of us said it on the in the preview that if, if Adam Taggart had a good season, there was a good chance there wasn't going to be yeah. a year two. He'd be gone. I think. Yeah. I think Obviously, we all said that. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> it thing does is sound that, the thing is, the timeline has now been pushed forward, and yeah, you know, who knows if he keeps on going, you know, and you know the form dries up, you know, for a side that's running ninth without hope. There may not be enough. So you know what? He takes a, he takes the opportunity. Good on him. You know what? I think everyone you know, just needs to you know, get back in their box and sort of you know, say, oh, well, you know what? That's just again, it's a season that, uh, as it is, rather than sort of looking at, oh, there's a reason that the, it's mismanaged he's in or anything like that. Yeah, he's, well, he's really had three form. weeks well, to three weeks, him up. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, I suppose my final thought on that is just simply, look, we've all kind of in agreement. I think that there is going to be some sort of squad clear out coming mm-hmm. at the end of the season, and maybe this is just putting one, like getting one step ahead of the curve and taking. Don't care forget, of he's not the only player who left in January. Papadopoulos left as well. Yeah. So oh, yeah. they're obviously moving in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah, and I think there will be more departures to come. Just nothing until probably nothing now is probably until April or May. Yeah. So in the meantime, Jamie Young's hearing is. Well, I would call it a success because it seems like they got the result that they were looking for, where his suspension for the red card in Adelaide was uh, taken from three games down to two. Now, took a while as well. It took three and a half hours for him to reach this conclusion. Yeah, which is odd because, like, I think we can, like, it was, you know, reckless challenge, not really all that good, but really it was one game, one game for the red card and one game for being bigger than Craig Goodwin. I don't want Jamie Young running into me personally. Like he's much bigger than me. He would, well, quite honestly, flatten me. And I'm sure if he, actually, I don't think I've heckled him too much. But I'm sure there are plenty of players that would love to run right over me. <laughs> it's not that hard. I'm tiny. Yeah, no. Just just a recap from what I saw, I saw on that. Yeah, I thought 
you know, three in the beginning was pretty harsh. Yeah. You know, from what I saw, you know, reckless, yes, he deserved to go. But, um, you know, the, the, I guess the, the quite serious foul, serious foul place at charge the top, I thought that's, yeah. you know, given I've seen some other, mm. you know, high-impact incidents which didn't actually get that great, I thought, you know, it was a bit un, unfair. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, I remember yeah. Danny Vukovic punching Luke Bratton about five years ago and nothing coming of that, so... I remember Danny Vukovic laying his hand on uh, Mark Shields. I was just about to say that, he yeah. Got, he got four months, so... What we got, what we got? I just had to bring that up. Uh, some, some good news with uh, the youth team as well. Mm-hmm. Jordan Courtney Perkins and Isaac Powell named in the Joey squad. Uh, Sydney FC won the W League Grand Final. Good for them. That uh, was actually a really good game, to be fair. Some very good goals in there. Sydney won, so no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, um, it was some rare good news in the women's game after what's happened the last y- month. Yes, after beating uh, Perth Glory. And then, uh, yeah, PFA team of the season. Claire Polkinghorne and Yuki Nagasato made it from the Raw. Um, McCormick's um, on the bench. McCormick's on the bench. And I have issues with this team too, by the way. I, if In all honesty, as big a fan as I am of Polkinghorne, I actually would have picked McCormick ahead of her. I think Jenna McCormick had a better that season. And I know Colabrico had a good year as well, but Celeste Bray has to be in that team even on the bench. Sorry. Yeah. That's just... That's, yeah, yeah, it's just obvious. Yes. Anyway, now uh, we do have some more Matildas uh, news to discuss. Uh, Ante Juric, sorry, sorry, I was just going <laughs> off the Channel 9 report. Um, Ante Milicic has been named interim Matilda's boss uh, for the time being, and he'll take the Matildas through to the World Cup in France in a couple of months, and good luck! Yeah, it's a very interesting one, this, because depending on which reports you believe, he either didn't want the job and had to be coaxed into it, or he was offered the job at the Asian Cup and has been scouting the team and the matches and all the rest of it ever since, so... I don't know which one is true. One of them probably is, but... I love the internet <laughs> conspiracy theories sometimes. It's, well, it depends whose reports you believe. A lot of reports suggest he does, he's coaxed into the job, but Vince Regari, who was over at the Asian Cup, was saying he was talking with one of the scouts of, of the, the video review people over there, and he got and he basically has been scouting the team over there since, so... And I would trust Vince yeah. on that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he... Hmm. Seems the, to get it right yeah. a lot of the time. When, when I last left this, so hang on, Ante Milicic, he's, he's a man. Yes, we've moved well and truly on from this. Yeah, I, I guess we have. Cause I, I, yeah, it's like it's the whole yeah, Alan Stadich sort of yeah, incident and all that. Yeah. Like, uh, Look, I say good luck to him because, mm. you know, he, he might be, it might be a really tough tough yeah. gig this, you know, especially if it doesn't go well mm. early because that's... I've been seeing the whole oh, mm. the whole campaign of, oh, reinstate Alan yeah. Stadic and all that. So, you know, poor Dante Milchich, he's, he's got his... You know, got, his got, it's a lose it's, He's situation. got nothing... He has nothing to lose because if he does well here, he's a genius and he's taken the team really well. If it doesn't go well for him in France, he's not going to be the one to blame. It's going to be this mess that's happened in the last but month. The thing, so, the thing so is... So really, he has nothing really to use. The loser. interesting thing is... The only thing is if he... If he it depends on what sort of squad he picks. Yeah. Cause if he picks basically a squad that last, you know... No, that, that's been for the last 18 months, and they go on to win the World yeah. Cup, then th- there's also going to be the thing, is that, oh, this is Alan Stadges' team, and he is just you know, the caretaker. But if they, yeah. but you're right. I, I suppose, in a way, if he loses, and they get knocked out in the group stage, um, yeah, it's, uh, the FFA going to be in for the mess, we'll, I think. We'll probably find out Thursday when the squad's announced for the Cup of Nations what he's thinking is there. But it's interesting mm. because he, he's... A lot's been made of the fact that he has no experience in the women's game, which I don't think is necessarily 100% important, but it is interesting that he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience in general. He's only really coached as an assistant with the Wanderers and with Melbourne Heart briefly, and then assistant with Ange at the Socceroos, and then he's been coaching, I believe, the under-20s team recently, but 
there's not a lot of actual head coaching experience See, there to you me. You want a yeah, senior head coach, you know, yeah, it's experience. But yeah, look, I, it's one of those things because I, I sort of question whether, you know, the reverse of it, you know, after Stadich got the punt from the Matils job, oh, that, you know, would he be a contender for the, the Raw job? And it's like, like he's got no, like, Stadich's got no men's experience. Yeah. So I guess I don't think it terribly coach, matters. For yeah, I, I sort of, I've sort of backed off a little bit now thinking, you know what? You're a coach to the coach, they're, they're, they're players, they're professional players, they're men or women. And I do kind of think at that point, at that level as well, it is as much about player management as it is anything, yeah. like cultivating relationships. Like One of the things you always remember hearing about Hus Hiddink was he was phenomenal when it came to like getting the most out of his players, like getting them mentally right to go. So anyway. Also, Ante Milicic is one of the more highly regarded young coaches around Australian football who's been... Linked to a lot of jobs in the past. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he goes now that he has a team of his own to manage. It might it might be a good it might be a good thing that he only has really, you know, the couple of nations, maybe a camp, a couple of friend I think they've got a couple of friendlies over in the US. Yep. Um you know, and and then the World Cup. So not having them you know, for too long, it might work now. I think it'd be up to the players now to to step up and fill their potential rather than, you know, blame this whole mess. Because it has been an absolute, you know, mess. All right. So I let you two guys talk for quite a while there because okay. I was looking up um Excuse me, the FFA Round 2 oh, yeah. qualifying draw oh, yes. for SEQ qualification region, which was hosted by Rafe Griffin and Simon Smale earlier today. And we've got the Round 2 draw for ties that are going to be played on the 1st to 3rd of March. Yes. Um, few uh, names that are players, uh, people around might uh, remember. Annalee FC, which is just down the road from us, actually. I yeah. ran past there on Monday. I'll send you there to cover that game. Who are they playing? Yeah. Uh, Logan Village of... Falcons. Oh, we can look forward to that game. Should be... I may be occupied that weekend with some other stuff. <laughs> That's uh, no excuse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what else have we got? Yeah, so all the, we've got the photos yeah. of that on our uh, Facebook yeah. page and also I'm guessing will be available yeah. through FQ since they There's a couple of new names in there as well. Teviot Downs is a new club. Ripley Valley's a new club. I think they might even play their first ever game as a club, Ripley Valley, in this, in this FFA Cup round of whatever it is, sec, second round of qualifying. Second round, yep. Yep. So I think it's been interesting a couple of clubs. Obviously, a lot of teams received a buy as well. I think it's like 29, 29. teams received a, a buy into round three, given the new setup. So Yes, exactly. And then the MPL clubs and FQPL, FQPL clubs enter in round four. So we're a couple of rounds away from the big guns entering. So you get some real magic at the cup grounds yeah. uh, in round oh, yeah. two. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think you know, get out there and you know, support the, you know, the really gro- you know, local grassroots yeah. clubs. I think you know, I know I've got, I think, three... I think clubs around my area, which you know, can go to that weekend. I think Albany Creek, uh, Pine Hills, and North Pine are all at home. Yep. Hopefully, everything's tried out by the weekend of this uh, cup. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> all right, uh, that's gonna be it for segment three, and we're gonna come back and talk about the Central Coast Mariners game on Friday night. I can see the excitement on Scott's face right now. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Final segment of the Return of the Pace episode of the Brisbane Football Review as Adam's back from his overseas sojourn. And Adam, guess what we're going to do in segment four now? You mean as a game? Yes, that's right. We're <laughs> going to preview the clash between the Raw and Mariners on Friday night for a game that will, well, at the very least, influence the wooden spoon race. And Scott's yeah. just dozing off, so I guess it's just you and me here, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Whilst yeah, meetings I refuse to enter this discussion. All right, take your headset off. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just don't, don't use the word "win the wooden spoon." I know mm. that sends Scott wild when you use that phrase. 
earn the wooden spoon. We're all terribly excited about this game. <laughs> yes. Friday, 6.50pm Queensland time at Central Coast Stadium. Good news for the Rory's. They're unbeaten in their last 14 games against the Central Coast, so that's something at least, right? It's They've only lost two games total yeah. in Gosford in like 15 years, so... It is a pretty good venue for the Raw in truth. So there is something there. Um, yeah, 1-1 draw both times they've played this season. The Raw will also welcome back Alex Lopez and Jamie Young from suspension. Uh, is there anyone else that's now out injured or suspended for this game after last week? I just kind of assume I, there's at least... I one. saw that team that was that was out. That that was impressive. <laughs> it's a good team, it's isn't it? It's a good team. Yeah. It's better, it's better than, with all due respect to those players. It's a better team than... <laughs> that does feel like a bit like the end yeah. of the France Tyson... Uh, half yeah. year where they were playing like the players that were missing from the Raw that year were also like would have been competitive yeah. in the finals that year yeah, I don't think there's anyone else suspended that too might be some troops back in the side because Lopez is back and Young is Charles Lockerlingo is available revealed today in the in the press so, that he's going to be available so in. yeah so there's so there's some strength and depth now something. competition for places well we never well there we go that's obviously a good start so I think Devere might not be far away either so yeah. he might be able to... He was running last Friday at training, so he I tell you, might I, not be too far I away. I take a boy wonder why he gets selected because he has school. <laughs> he, w- he went to Perth, apparently, as the spare oh, player. Wow. So oh, maybe, he, maybe he might get the Friday off school to go <laughs> well, down look, to... It's only term one, so I'm sure he can skip out on a couple <laughs> Just of days. Just a, a bit of a theory. I'm wondering if he w- was um, rested for that game in Perth just because... The t- Perth's such a strong side. I thought, well, no, we won't expose him against Diego Castro against that team this week, and they might. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in the squad, maybe even starting against Central Coast on Friday night. Yeah, it's look. I actually, that actually wouldn't be a bad call either because like the Mariners haven't been dreadful. Obviously, they managed to get up for a draw against Sydney last weekend as well. So we might actually have a, almost a level, entertaining contest coming up. I think, the, I think these these games, you know, I think you know, with so much sort of, I guess you know, when you're not chasing, you're not chasing, you know, finals places or the title or anything like that, it, it all depends on what the agenda is of, of sort of the coach. You know, obviously with Darren Davies, we know he's not going to be, he's not going to be around. So whether he's whatever he's trying to get play the kids or well, I don't know if Whereas, he's not going to be around though he could actually yeah. still be come back in the yeah. picture as an assistant I'll it all depends on who they does. who they hire but uh, whereas uh, look Mike Mike Mulvey I don't think I think he's obviously I haven't heard anything yet rumors that he's in he's going to be leaving or anything like that so he he probably will have a view mm-hmm. to next season as well so it's look when when you have these these real external sort of things it's almost anything can happen I mm-hmm. think uh but but yeah, I I still think you know, on paper I think the Raw should still win this. Instead of talking about the game, we should talk about the coaching situation briefly because this would be a great time to bring a coach in now and just evaluate a lot of the young talent because that's really all his last seven eight whatever it is games are going to be for now. And I would just play the kids. I would throw young Isaac Powell in. Okay, I think I think Mariners is a team that he can handle quite comfortably. I would give Daniel Lek a start, keep playing Joe Coletti, play the little ones of halls up front and. Put some experience. You've got to have some experienced players around. So Jamie Young coming back in is very is important for that. I mean, Jacob Pepper yep, as well. Jacob like, Pepper partnering. I don't think he had a good game thing. against Perth, but he still is probably the who exper- did. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, and he's also the experienced head as and well. Having like Matt McKay and Bochak around the side as well, a bit of experience to help the young players is important as well. 
Yeah, I think we need to get uh, Matt Mackay as close to 300 games as possible this yes. season. So keep Matt Mackay in there. And almost just... play, from what I hear, I've almost played Matt Mackay in defence. So he was, he was brilliant <laughs> against Sydney. So yeah, and then he went awesome. back, to, back to midfield. Yes, that's but... the game you need to catch up on when you get a chance. Oh, no, that's no, the game no, no. Got... I did hear about yeah. that, and that was, that was phenomenal. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was here. Mm. One thing I am actually expecting from this game, goals. Brisbane has kept two clean sheets this season. <laughs> Uh, in round two against Wellington in that nil-nil draw, and round four against, uh, who was it, Melbourne City. Yeah. Other than that... When you said that, yes, I had to go back and check when the other one was, because I remember the Melbourne City clean sheet. I completely forgot about the Wellington game. Everyone should have forgotten about that game. I think everyone did forget yeah. about that, including Wellington, given their <laughs> form. But, but mind you, that stat about clean sheet, you know, the season, I th- from what I recall, I haven't gone from you, I haven't got Optostats yeah. open, but I know that Brisbane Roar's clean sheet record away from home is absolutely abysmal. I think it's, mm. I think it's like 15 matches or something that they've actually been... Since they've kept a clean sheet away from home. Well, the good news is, if the Raw do happen to concede first, as they are want to do this season, they've got a pretty good chance of pulling the Mariners back because the Mariners have kept absolutely zero clean sheets. Well, this is exactly what happened last time they played down in in Gosford because the Mariners scored that early goal. I think it was Matt Miller, wasn't it? And Twitter had a meltdown, as it does with... And then they worked their way back into the (laughs) game. Then they worked their way back into the game pretty well, so... Yeah, well, I, I think there's going to be goals in this game. That's pretty much all you can really hope for. Yeah. <laughs> Look, well, I, I really hope yeah, the rain holds that. off so I can go to Redlands on Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, look, as, as I said, as I said before, I think anything can happen. I think, again, it's not, it's, it's not your conventional thinking anymore for both sides. They might yeah. be trying different things, especially if, um, if, you know, Darren Davis plays a lot of the kids as well. Mind you, Brendan White was, was pretty good. Yep. Other than, no, I don't think I don't think a lot of the goals last week against Perth were his fault necessarily. I think I think anyone we could see that. Um, so look, I think it's a good here a good taste of you know, of A League football. But you got they got the slap in the face of uh, the reality of being an A League footballer. Mm, yes, where you know what some games are just going to suck. Yeah, I, I I did I did read even though he conceded four, it could have been fourteen if he hadn't have. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and have you know, yeah. played well so. It was one of those weird, I call it a Paul Robinson game, where you might give up a few goals, but you certainly didn't disgrace yeah. yourself. Was actually, I'll, since we've got time, I'll actually expand yeah, on that a little ahead. bit. Yeah. So mm. there was a, a game Paul Robinson played for Blackburn against Arsenal, where Arsenal won, I think it was like 5-2 or 6-2 or something, and Paul Robinson was the keeper for Blackburn and was probably the best player on the pitch, even though he gave up five. Yeah. I was just thinking of Paul Robinson and his bobble against for England in goal, and that was that's my Paul Robinson memory. I can't remember who it was against. It might be against Croatia. I forget now. Isn't there a Neighbours or Home and Away character called Paul Robinson? That sounds very familiar. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure someone will let you know. Brisbane Football Review at gmail.com. or Facebook the review or yeah. Twitter at BNE Football. I'm yeah getting a flashback to my teenage years yeah. now. And not on Instagram or Snapchat. No, not yet. No, we'll work on that. But um, yeah, back to the game, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose the one thing like that w- could come from a win here is it would put the Raw up to, I believe, 15 points on the season with two wins, or well, three wins and six draws. And the Mariners would only be on, I think, seven points maybe, or eight? I think the, now. no matter the result, I believe that um, 
I think, or well, it's more yeah. of, more of a case of yeah. if you can pick up three points ahead of the Mariners here, that pretty much guarantees you that you won't finish yeah. dead Brisbane last. Brisbane enter yeah. the game five points clear of the Mariners. They're on twelve points. The Mariners are on seven. So, so a win here puts you what eight points clear. Question about no five Scott. plus three, yeah. eight. Yeah. What, what's what's a lot like? So obviously, the season's been absolute. You know, it's been disappointment. A disappointment. Yeah. I, are you putting me on the spot here? Yeah, I'm on the spot. What what is the lowest um, points total that the Raw have scored? I uh, don't have it on hand, but I can guarantee it'll be 2009 10 season. Yeah, because. Uh, when they, I uh, believe, thinking, finished ninth yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, in an 11 team league. That was actually, yeah, a very rare yeah. time. The point, the point I was making yeah. is that they probably need one or two more wins because yeah. obviously the, I think the, the aim would also be that you don't want to be this be known as the worst season that we've ever had. So I, I think, think it's be, going to be. Because mm. just I've just pulled up the stats from twenty nine in twenty two thousand nine twenty ten. Uh, Brisbane, uh, how many points do you think they got in that season? I'll guess low twenties. Yeah, I thought it'd be, might be eighteen. Thirty. What? Oh. That is Wikipedia, so don't trust me. No, I'm, no, that sounds a bit right. But... The Raw finished in ninth place with uh, from twenty seven games, eight wins, and six draws. They won eight games that year. Yeah. Okay, this season's definitely going to be worse because yeah. they're not going to win six more games. Oh, well, yeah. That'll last seven more games. my question. Because yeah. I, well, I think what saved them that season was they had a four-game unbeaten run with like three That's draws right, and a win too, yeah. early in the season. Like they'd have a win for. Right. They went on in that a row. run just um, before Christmas where they won three or four games in a row and then. Two. Then Boxing Day happened and yeah. all hell broke loose. Yeah, but that. So that is yeah. worth considering as well. But So this I, will end up being the Raw we'll season. Well, we'll have to do it. Uh, quick mathematical thing as well because you have to remember some of the early seasons as well where there were less games. How many games did they play this 27. season? 27. So it's the same yeah, amount of games. So that's the benchmark. Yeah. No, no. It's, I think that answers the question. Is, yeah. I think no matter... Yeah, unless they do win six of their last eight which I just cannot see that. I mean, it'd be nice they do but, you know... Yeah. Oh, just to mess with the finals picture I hope they do. <laughs> well, yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, that, that should be... You know, if we're trying to look for a positive spin you know, and motivation for a side other than a lot of players playing for their contracts is that they should be trying to spoil... You know, spoil the, the path of some of these teams that are finals bound. And look, if they're like sa- sadistic morons like me, and let's be honest, being a sadistic moron like me is awesome, uh, you'd have a lot of fun, you know, really messing up for some of the uh, title ambitions of some of the other teams, I think. I would take great joy in going down to Melbourne and ruining victory's top two hopes. It'd be fantastic. I'd happily... And I'm pretty sure you could screw up Sydney at some point in there. I think we you have, play Sydney at home. Play Sydney at home as well, so... Excellent. <laughs> Who can get to second, though, outside of Sydney and Melbourne? That's the problem, though. Yeah, well... The you other... got to pick the lesser of two between Victory and Sydney, anyway. Keep in mind also, though, if Newcastle goes on a bit of a run, they could find themselves up, you know, in contention for fifth or sixth. And that final round game is against Adelaide, who, let's be honest, like, they have moments where they <laughs> yes. look phenomenal, yeah. and other times where they start to trail 3-0 to Brisbane. I'd almost, from what I'm... Well, the little bit I have seen... I would be. I wouldn't be too confident. City being, you know, they're 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 dreadful at the moment. Like mm. the the under sixteen Newcastle team beat them all. What tantamount to that? Yeah, exactly. But that's yeah. the whole point, though. You yeah. could totally screw up a whole bunch of teams, and that would be so much but that, fun. But that's, but that's got to, that's got to be the motivation yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry, you should just hear some scratching in the background. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's got to be it for the rest of the season. Yeah. Just try and mess as many people yeah. up as you can. Absolutely. But I do. I do think raw. Could and should win on Friday night against Mariners. Okay, that's your pick. Scott, what's yours? They'd better win this game. I'm going to pick a high-scoring game. I reckon there's going to be five or more goals. Yes, please. That's entertainment. What I'm for. Yes, I could do with the entertainment value. 
if this is nil all, it's going to be the worst game. Especially if it's one of those yeah. miserable Friday nights here, like the mm. forecast is saying, where yeah. you're stuck in front of the TV anyway. Let's play an entertaining game of football. All right. That's going to be it for this. Yeah, I do remember one last thing. The lo- yep, last time okay. we had some a big lot of wet weather in 2011, the roar did go down to the Central Coast Mariners. I think it was like a three-all draw in that game. It might have been James Myers' first game. Could very well have been. If it's not, I apologise. I didn't actually see the game because my power went out, but... Fair Talking enough. about the last one, the last time we had wet weather in Brisbane, to the extent we're expecting, they did go down the Central Coast. So yeah, all right. Can I finish the episode now? If you have to. Yeah, I will. All right, that's gonna be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Adam, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Good to be back. Thank you. Good I guess. To you t- and <laughs> next time, finish conclude the deal properly, with Adam. I that's me. that's that's <laughs> that's not what we meant when we said sign a small Argentinian from our, from. But don't violate any immigration laws. That's probably a big thing (laughs) as well. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Yeah, enjoy the A-League. Enjoy the NPL, NPLW, all the other other local football that that will be on this weekend, we hope. Uh, Yeah, enjoy the football. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then.